0: Hi there, my name is Jada Hope, and welcome to my podcast called Girl You Haven't Heard, where we discuss true crime and Black history that the government wants you to forget. Um, This week we'll be discussing a Canadian cold case. Now you can't see me, but I want you to know that I'm using air quotes around the word Canadian. to know air quotes have been used because Canada is not a real nation and is built on colonialism, genocide, the backs of enslaved Africans, land theft, and racism. This week we'll be discussing a cold case. Um, We'll be talking about what we can do to bring closure and justice to the family, Um, as well as offer support in any way that has been requested. I just want to make a disclaimer here. All research has been done to the the best of my abilities. The information is as accurate as I can make it, but I do encourage you to do your own research. Don't take everything that I say at face value and educate yourself outside of this podcast and the information that will be shared on it. This week, we'll be discussing the disappearance of Tatiana, um, the hardships that her mother has gone through since she has gone missing and how local police and international police have been effectively useless in bringing Tatiana home. So, Tatiana was born on August 18th, 2012 to parents Kristen Allen and John, making this sweet girl a beautiful Leo. Um, Together, the family lived in the Peel region of the Greater Toronto Area in Ontario, Canada, where Kristen, her mother, worked and continues to work as an educational assistant in the same area. I was unable to find what John did for work or much information about him in general, which will pose a much greater problem that we'll revisit later on. Tatiana um, is described as an old soul who is extremely wise beyond her years and so full of love. Her smile is infectious and she brings so much joy and light to those around her. Now for Kristen and John's relationship, it was consistently tumultuous at best. John was extremely emotionally and verbally abusive towards Kristen throughout their relationship. years of this toxicity around their child. Um, Kristen decided it was time for the two to separate. John was obviously not happy about this decision. He did not want this to happen. And so he pledged to make things as difficult as possible for Kristen when it came down to the custody battle. So now in terms of custody, it's settling that. Of course, they had to go to court because they couldn't come to some sort of mutual agreement. Um, Kristen wanted full custody. After everything she had been through, everything that John had put her through, she did not trust that Tatiana would be okay in his presence and in his complete control and care. Um, john was not having it though he was doing everything he can he could to fight against her her petition both in and out of the court um so throughout the custody battle it's from my understanding tatiana remained in kristen's primary care and control and would have scheduled visits with john a lot of these visits would result in john refusing to bring tatiana back home Um, he would call kristen and say things along the lines of i won't bring her home unless you give me full custody sign off on full custody Um, And then I'll bring her which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because if she signed off on full custody, then There would be no reason for Tatiana to go back home So it was just a manipulation tactic on his behalf and Kristen even had to go and get emergency orders to have Tatiana brought home because he just refused At some point during this time Kristen fell in love again Got married and welcomed a beautiful son who Tatiana absolutely loved and took great pride in She was a great big sister and the love was always reciprocated from her little brother After five long years in court, Kristen was finally granted full custody of Tatiana. She was so relieved and grateful for the ruling, but John was not happy and was not having it. Now, while Kristen getting full custody was a huge relief, it was one that just happened to be temporary, unfortunately, as a part of the terms of their agreement was that John was able to take their daughter on vacations both domestically and internationally. Now, why he was given this privilege, I'm not really sure, it's not really said, it's very unclear, um, especially because, you know, he had problems just bringing Tatiana back home when they were in the same city. Why would he be given the rights by the courts to take their child out of the country and be trusted that she would return safely? Not sure. Obviously, this made Kristen very uncomfortable and she did not like this clause. Um, But there was nothing that she could do because the decision was out of her hands and at this point she had been in court for five years. She was asking for full custody. She got full custody. So she wasn't about to go back to court to fight for another five years. Now in the summer of 2018, John proposed an international vacation for both he and Tatiana. This obviously made Kristen very uncomfortable and she did not want to grant permission of any kind. She did not trust that her daughter would make it back home safely but after speaking to her lawyer she was advised that John had the right to travel with their daughter as long as an itinerary and advance notice was provided and he was doing both of those things so if she denied his request it would give him grounds to take her back to court to alter the agreement the custody agreement once again on the basis of denying visitation rights which he was entitled to like I said it was five long years in court the last thing Kristen wanted to do was go back and keep reliving all of these things, reliving this trauma, having to see John, having to deal with him more than necessary, and also leaving their daughter in this state of limbo, not knowing what is going to happen, where she's going to live, all of these things. It was draining and it was frustrating, and she didn't want to do it. So when John provided her with their travel itinerary, which stated that he and Tatiana would take a two-week vacation. Um, and travel to Germany and France. The pair were to leave on July 29th and return on August 12th, 2019. Um, And Tatiana would be picked up at the Toronto International Pearson Airport by her mother. And that way, you know, she would know that they were back in the country and they made it safely. So Kristen reluctantly agreed and signed a letter of consent allowing Tatiana to leave the country with John. John also provided her with a WhatsApp phone number to message or call throughout their trip and reassured her that he would answer, or if he didn't answer, he would get back to her as soon as he could. Now on the day of their departure, Kristen had a missed call from John on this number, but when she attempted to return the call, there was no answer. This would be the last contact attempt John would make. In good faith, Kristen didn't want to assume the worst she gave him the benefit of the doubt oh there you know lots of flights they were very busy they had lots of stuff going on Um, and so she wasn't trying to worry herself that they were unsafe or that something was going wrong she was just like you know what he'll get back to me when he can now time goes on and she messaged him again on the day that they were to come back and got no response heard nothing from him Now, as I mentioned before, John provided Kristen and the courts with a travel itinerary, and it showed exactly where they were going and the dates, which were from July 29th, 2018 to August 12th, 2018. But prior to leaving for this vacation, um, this wasn't known to Kristen, of course, because they were separated, they weren't together. So there'd be no way for knowing this, but John was making an extra effort to distance himself from his family, which they thought was odd, but they didn't think that it was alarming or they didn't see that as raising any red flags. To me, it would have immediately been a big, bright red flag because you're going on a two-week vacation with your daughter who you just lost custody of. You'd you'd think that when you a know, father would be excited about those things, would be talking to his family and showing them all the places that they're going to go and how much fun they're going to have, just all of the things. So to me, it's odd, but they didn't think it was odd, and I'm not passing any judgement on them, you know, they know him better than I would. But they left on from Toronto on July 29th as planned, but now between July 29th and August 4th, the two of them were spotted um, through video cameras, surveillance cameras, and airport cameras on in Paris, France, uh, Budapest, Hungary, Dubai, and Nigeria tried to find exactly where in Dubai and Nigeria, but the information wasn't available, which is kind of ridiculous, especially considering that Tatiana is considered an international missing child. There should be more information about the last places that she was located. Now the last time Tatiana and John were spotted um, was at an airport in Togo, West Africa, and this is the last confirmed time that either of them have been seen. And date that i'm recording this podcast it is august 31st 2021. so that's a very long time to not hear from either of them but let's let's go back the pair was to return on august 12th and they did not like i said kristen was trying to not freak out she was trying to not assume the worst she knew that they were flying internationally so delays were possible maybe there had been a scheduling conflict or misunderstanding tried to get a hold of John at that number, couldn't get a hold of him. She's trying to not assume the worst. So two days later, on August 14th, 2018, Kristen had still not heard from John, had not heard from her daughter, did not know what was going on. So she went to the Peel Police to report her daughter as missing. There is currently an international Interpol alert for Tatiana, which basically means that all of the police services or whatever they want to call themselves, all of the police gangs all around the world, um, they all know that Tatiana is missing, they have pictures of her, they know what John looks like, they have descriptions, they've got everything. You'd think that with all of the police agencies that are a part of this Interpol network looking for them or knowing that they're missing, that there would be some sort of information, but there's nothing. They have no information. They have been of no help. Tatiana is also listed on several domestic and international websites for missing children Um, and the media attention on this case has been slow, inconsistent or non-existent and this is for a variety of reasons but obviously Tatiana is a little black girl who was taken out of the country by her father so they're just assuming that he and Tatiana are somewhere and he just does not want to bring her back and so there's no urgency and there's nothing that they can do they claim to help bring Tatiana home. The part that's the most frustrating out of all of this is that this is exactly what Kristen told them would happen if Tatiana left the country, that she would not come back, that he would not bring her back, or that something would happen to them and she wouldn't see her again. This was her biggest fear. She expressed this to the lawyer, to the courts, and they were like, no, you don't have a choice. It's his right. He gets to take her so now at this point they have been missing for three years there have been no confirmed sightings of Tatiana or of John or of them together there's it's just like they disappeared off the face of the earth um, but he calls Tatiana Bijou and Bibi so he may be introducing her as such if they are still together at this point and to me I just don't understand how when they were traveling to all of these places they were spotted so many times and then they were able to just completely disappear and just go off the grid and there's no information about trying to track his phone trying to track this whatsapp number just anything there's been there's very minimal information out there which leads me to believe that there's very minimal investigation work being done by the police both locally and internationally which again leads back to the question of do police help Or do they hurt? Because the amount of money that gets funneled into these channels, you think that they would be able to find this child, especially after being told by the mother that this is exactly what would happen and that it's exactly what happened. The only thing that is unclear is if John has taken Tatiana and they went somewhere and he's purposely withholding her or if something has happened to the both of them and there's no way of finding that out either. Now a few days before Tatiana left for vacation with her father, uh, she wrote a message on her mom's door using a pink marker. The message read, I love you. You are the best mom. Tatiana was five years old and wrote messages and drew pictures for her all of the time. Um, Obviously she was a little confused as to why the message was on the door, but the message is still on the door. Kristen hasn't been able to get rid of it and nor does she want to. Because this is the last time that Tatiana told her, or one of the last times that Tatiana expressed the deep love that was shared between the two of them. So, since they have both disappeared, there have been very few leads, and it's over three years at this point, right? The three year anniversary happened earlier this month. So, it's past three years, and no one has heard from them. They have not been spotted, or if they have been spotted, it hasn't been shared with Kristen. And the John's family claims that he has not been in contact with them either. So then that means that there's no contact between either of the families and the pair. As I mentioned earlier, in this episode, Tatiana has a little brother who was one and a half at the time of her disappearance. But to this day, he insists that the family set a place for Tatiana at the table and hopes that she'll be home soon to fill that place where she deserves to be. Now, charges have been laid against John, but Kristen wants it to know that that is not a priority. Like, to me, this seems backwards thinking. If you want someone to come back to the country, um, you're not going to put charges on them because why would they come back? Like, what, what would make him come back then at this point if he did take her and they are safe somewhere? And Kristen did not ask for these charges to be placed. She just wants her daughter back. That's all she wants. She just wants her daughter returned safely to her. She said the situation has nothing to do with the conflict or history between her and John, but she just wants to make sure that her daughter is safe, alive, and well, as she has not been seen or heard from in three years. And she was five when she went. So she she was a little kid. And so she's still a little kid, and her mom has not heard from her. She's been with her mom her entire life. So now we get into the part of the podcast where I share what you can do to help so for me i was very very unaware of this case and i literally lived in manitoba which is the province right beside ontario like a a couple hours on a flight away from where tatiana lived and grew up what you can do is to share this podcast share information about tatiana's case there are pictures and posters and descriptions that I will make accessible so that you can have access to them and you can share them. Kristen is also in the process of trying to hire a private investigator to locate Tatiana. And it is believed that a private investigator would be super useful, especially with all of the added barriers that the pandemic um, has created. So even if Kristen wanted to go and look in those places in which John and Tatiana were last seen, it's been made virtually impossible. PIs are super expensive and so Kristen needs your help and your support to follow through with this next crucial step in getting Tatiana home and doing what she had hoped the police would have done. She's now having to do it herself and trying to find this money and it's a lot of money and she deserves to know that her daughter is safe and well. So that link will be in the description as well. There is a Facebook group to support the search for Tatiana and to help bring her home safely. And so you should join that group and there are updates in there. There's lots of things that are shared. If you have any information or you think you might have seen Tatiana or John, you can post it in that group or you can find Kristen's page directly through that group. And so you don't, there's no point in going to the police I would say at this point because they have done virtually nothing. And now all of this is on. Kristen's shoulders. So if you see them, if you spot them, if you think that you've seen them, you think that you've spotted them, go on that Facebook page, get a hold of Kristen. They also have a hashtag that they would like us to use. And the hashtag is called hashtag help find Tatiana. Tatiana was five years old at the time of her disappearance. If seen now, she would be eight. Um, she has brown shoulder length curly hair and brown eyes she is visibly a black child and described as having a thin build and she would probably be around 80 pounds at this time or and like four-ish feet tall now john he may be going by the name juan or carlos Um, he is five foot eight he is 43 years old has a light brown skin tone like very very light very fair Um, He may possibly have a chin strap goatee or other types of facial hair at this time, and he has short brown hair and brown eyes. So now is the part of the podcast where I give more of my thoughts on this case and how ineffective the police have been and how ineffective they continue to be when it comes to preventing crimes and solving crimes, which involve Black women, Black children, or Black people in general. For me, one of the most frustrating things about this case is that Kristen told them exactly what would happen, and it happened. The other frustrating part is that the police just immediately jumped to the assumption that they had disappeared like he had taken her and just gone somewhere but there was never a consideration of maybe something happened to them because they were spotted so many times and then just all of a sudden they haven't been spotted at all for the past three years there's a very big possibility that something has happened to them and that john did not just take her but there's no way for anybody to know anything because the police they're doing nothing The frustration just continues with this case. There are so many frustrating things, but another thing is just how this hasn't been shared at all. Like at all. When you look at a national scale, there are some news articles, but it's all very local. It's all very low key. A lot of the interviews that have been done is because Kristen is pushing for them. She's asking for them. She's going out there and telling her story. People are not coming to her to try and at least not very much coming to her to try and help. So that's very frustrating. The other frustrating part is COVID times, babe. So her hands are very, very tied in terms of what she can and can't do to go and travel, but also in terms of finances, right? Everybody is really strapped right now. Everybody's going through it. And so for her to now have to create a GoFundMe Put herself out there publicly, all her information out there so that she can maybe hire a PI to maybe help find her daughter. And when you go on that GoFundMe, there were people saying some really horrific, disgusting things to this woman who is just trying to get her daughter home safely, being very overly critical of her instead of being overly critical of the police and the system which allowed this to happen the courts that granted him this privilege the police who have not found them and laid charges before knowing anything so then if he were going to come back he wouldn't because the minute he gets back here he's going to be arrested and he's going to go to jail so if that is what has happened charges should not have been laid on this man until he set foot back into the country if that's what they wanted to do but of course they don't care about doing anything effectively or efficiently it's just let me do it the bare minimum so then i could say i did what i was supposed to do lady why are you still complaining my hands are tied when their hands are not tied they just don't want to help they don't care the part that continues to frustrate me is that all of this could have been avoided if they had just listened to kristen in the first place. This would have never even been a possibility if he was not granted the right to take her out of the country. He shouldn't have been given that privilege considering he couldn't even bring her back when they were in the same city. So for him to now be granted the privilege to take her out of the country and now either they have gone off the grid together or something has happened to them, it just goes to the point that they should have listened to the mother. There should have never been a point where they were not listening to Kristen because she knew him better than anybody else clearly because she predicted this and then it happened. I cannot imagine the stress and the turmoil and the heartache that she is going through knowing that she signed that paper that let them leave but ultimately she had no choice because if she didn't do that this might have still happened anyway because the courts were not listening to her as a mother. This is one of those cases that were completely And utterly, 100% avoidable. Stem had just listened to the mother and listened to her instinct. And not even just listened to her, but look at the track record. Look at the proof. She's showing you all these times that he did not bring her back. And they were in the same city. So what makes you think that when they leave the country, they would come back safely? There was nothing to lead them to believe that at all. Also the extreme reactiveness of the police in immediately filing charges instead of making it a priority to find Tatiana and make sure she gets back safely. It shows that the police, they don't care. They don't care. And now it's up to community and it's up to sharing and word of mouth to try to bring Tatiana home. So it's up to you now who are listening to continue to share this story. Go and donate to the GoFundMe if you can join the facebook group send messages of encouragement to kristin please and let her know that tatiana has not been forgotten people know about her people are going to look for her and we're going to help her find out what happened and ultimately the goal is to get tatiana home john we don't care about what happens with john john can get charged john could not get charged doesn't matter whatever just get tatiana home I just want to thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this episode of Girl You Haven't Heard, where we discussed the disappearance of Tatiana, what you can do to help, and how you can help bring closure to her lovely mother and her family who misses her so dearly. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week.